So yesterday, it was an interesting day to say the least. Uh, social media was following the bouncing ball as they have been through the entire uh, courtroom uh, saga of the Depp versus Heard defamation case. And here's what happened. As against Amber Heard, we the jury award compensatory damages in the amount of $10 million. As against Amber Heard, we the jury award punitive damages in the amount of $5 million. Ms. Heard's claim against Mr. Depp, we the jury award compensatory damages in the amount of $2 million. As against John C. Depp II, we the jury award punitive damages in the amount of $0 like to welcome onto the show Lauren Honickman, who is a defamation lawyer with BT Legal and friend of the show. Lauren, so great that you could join us this morning. I thought of you immediately. How unusual was this defamation case, in your opinion? Well, it's like anything that happens in the United States, Kelly. We always start with that. It's always unusual to a certain extent. But defamation law, and especially as it relates to public figures in the U.S., talks about, you probably heard words like actual malice and et cetera. But and also when you start getting into damages, there where people sue like Johnny Depp did for 50 million and he gets uh, he gets awarded 10 million. But it at, at, at the end of it all, when you when you look at it, it's it's dealing with issues with respect to whether or not uh, what someone has published, whether they can prove on. And it's it's a different standard. You know, we always hear about in the criminal law context, uh, proof beyond a reasonable doubt in the civil law context. It's always on a balance of probabilities. That's what it's like here in Canada and Ontario. But at the end of it all, uh, they heard all of this incredible evidence and the jury did not believe or did not find that Amber Heard was able to prove on any balance of probabilities the substantial truth of what she had published in that 2018 Washington Post op-ed. And of course, as well, um, the jury found uh, conversely, but found less damages uh, against uh, Johnny Depp with respect to, I guess it wasn't even what he published, but he was part of the publication uh, uh, about Amber Heard and they mm-hmm. awarded $2 million there. So It was apparently one of his lawyers that basically accused Amber Heard or uh, right. alleged that she um, had, along with her friend, messed up a hotel room and then called 911 to try right. and, uh, you know, it was a hoax. And if you say something like that, you better have proof. Defamation is a big deal. I mean, um, well, it is. Johnny Depp is getting compensatory damages. Uh, that's what he was awarded, compensatory damages. That means that what somebody had said affects your earning capacity. That's that's what well, compensatory well, I mean, damage yeah. means, right? That's right. And it's not just, you know, in, in the world of defamation law, it's per- damages are presumed, unlike in personal injuries. Like, let's say, for example... Uh, Kelly, somebody uh, is walking down the street and slips because the city forgot to, you know, de-ice the sidewalk and they break an arm. Are they uh, supposed to has, do that? <laughs> an arm has been has been uh, looked at and what it's worth. And 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 if you're a truck driver, for example, you can show the lost your job, etc. In defamation law, you can prove that the defamation may have caused you damages. Johnny Depp's case, of course, talking about what he lost. He mm-hmm. couldn't do that that movie. Uh, the Pirates the of the Caribbean, yeah. Uh, 
exactly. But but you get what's called compensatory. Here we call it general damages. You don't have to prove what you've lost. But you know what's really interesting? And people have to remember this and they forget about this. Johnny Depp sued her in the UK um, and he lost there. Um, I think he uh, uh, was his case was dismissed. But the difference what happened in the UK and in, in the United States and it's it's interesting because, well, there's two major differences. One, it was a trial by judge alone in the in the UK. And this is a okay. jury. And when you get a jury uh, in, in any case, and especially in a civil case, you never know where that could go, of course, because you're not in that jury room. A judge, when he or she has to make a ruling, has to come out and look at it in a more legal, analytical way, if you will, and you can read the reasons. And so that was very interesting to me is that he was able to, and the difference, of course, was in the UK, he sued the newspaper where the article was. Um, in the United States, he sued her in her personal capacity. And, right. and, and he, the other interesting thing, Kelly, is that we understand, and, and you know, I'm reading like you and everybody else, whatever that she, quote, wrote, it may not even been actually written by her. She may have had a ghostwriter or there may have been somebody there assisting her. Be that as it may, at the end of it all, this thing became a social media phenomena. Yeah, yeah, and which, if if you put your name on it, you're accepting responsibility for it, right? And so always, that's that's always. very telling. So you, you're bringing up social media. This was a trial on social media. Honestly, it got together with some girlfriends, uh, I don't know, two three weeks ago, uh, for an outdoor gathering. And uh, one of them's like, "Are you? Fo- oh my god, I can't get enough of the Amber Heard Johnny Depp trial on social media." And they right. have been uploading little snippets, and some of them are just so bizarre that I actually didn't have time to go down that rabbit hole. What I thought was, I'll just wait until one of the streaming services puts okay. out uh, their episodic version of what went down in that courtroom, because it, it seems so bizarre. But um, is this the first time you've seen a, a trial of this magnitude play out in social media? And what does this mean for the future of trials? Well, I mean, you know, it, it's it's always good and bad. And the good part about it is, is that, and, and we talk about this here in Canada all the time, when this debate takes place as to whether we should have cameras in the courtroom. And we always talk about it being that, that it's access, that these are open courtrooms and that it gives the public uh, the ability to see what goes on. And there are really good reasons why you do it. But a lot of times, and it's happened through the years, when you look at what happens in the United States, there are so many reasons why you say, oh, my goodness, maybe all of the, you know, those against cameras in the courts or that type of access, maybe they have something there. And then, of course, you look at this trial, which is you're dealing with these personalities, these movie stars, and you've got all of these different um, social media groups. And I was looking at it, Kelly, and you go, there's like 19 billion uh, views or or 50 million views. Like you just say, oh, like it's beyond comprehension. And everybody has an opinion and everybody's rooting for one and rooting for the other. And all of a sudden, what you end up feeling like is that this courtroom, which is supposed to be where justice is taking place, et cetera, when you look at the big picture and you look at social media, you're now on, you're now in the Super Bowl. It's right? been hijacked. Now, it's like, the justice yeah. system 
has been uh, pretty much, it looks like, hijacked. Now, justice was done, but hijacked as entertainment. And it I think is, it's yeah. it's really telling exactly. because there were some moments that were so bizarre that they seemed like this couldn't happen in real life. You'd have to write this. It's just, it's too crazy to and be I, true. I avoid it. I avoid, I'm going to tell you, as, 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 as a lawyer who spends a good deal of his time in court and, of course, practicing in this area, I would sort of pop in. Mm-hmm. Every once in a while. And I remember one time where I popped in and I was watching uh, his lawyer cross examine her. And it was it was it, there was a couple of times you'd say and you always do this, by the way, Kelly, when you're a lawyer, you always do this. You go, oh, my good. If that was in a Canadian court, that couldn't be. And it was just, uh, you know, it was the way there were smiles and there was hugs yeah. and there was, you know, and and one time Johnny Depp sort of laughing out loud and, and all of this. And you go, OK, oh. Oh, and and the way I deal, show. yeah, the way I always deal with this when it's happening south of the border, I always go, I'll, I, it's very easy. I rationalize it in a very short sense. Oh, it's the U.S. Right. <laughs> you know, okay. Lord. I always have to remind myself. Oh, yeah, this is happening in the U.S. Right. It's it's not happening south uh, or north of the border yet. Right. Uh, Lauren, I want to thank you for your time. It's been a pleasure talking to you. I, I missed you on the show, so nice to have you back. Have yourself yeah, a great it's afternoon. Always great, great. Thanks for thinking of me, Kelly. Take care and uh, happy election day. You know. I'm <laughs> okay. I'm already done. Now I just have to sit back and watch the uh, oh, the yeah. numbers come in. Lauren Honigman, defamation lawyer with BT Legal.